Welcome, everybody. Welcome to Constant Companion Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Connor Orr, um, and Dallas is here as well, as usual. I am here. And we have yep. a very special guest true. with us today, B-Town, a.k.a. Brayton. Hey, how's it going? Good, good, good. We're happy to have him on here. And you're soon going to find out to be here. why he's here. So, he- go ahead, Dallas. <laughs> No, yeah. So he, can I just tell a little bit about him? Yeah, go for it. So Brayton is probably the most amazing person alive. He's so humble, and he's just beautiful. But he's also one of my bosses at work, and so when he says he wants to be on the podcast, I cannot deny him. Um, so that's kind of why he's here. He's the the head of the custodial the head there. honcho and the head honcho. And yeah, he's just beautiful. Really, I'm just the head of the bathrooms, but <laughs> So was this was this like brought upon you, Dallas? Like are you forced into the situation? Yeah, he's holding the gun to me right now. So that's good. No, it's not good. I'm happy. Okay. Uh I just want to check up on your week, guys. What happened this week? What's what's been exciting recently? You want to start Brayton? Yeah, sure. No, cool. I can start. Uh, well, it's it's been a pretty good week. Um, you know, I've been I've been it's been chill. I I actually just got a car, mm. which is great. It's a it's a 1990 Honda CRX. Uh, I call her Rexy. She's my baby. Um, yeah, she. I mean, she rides real fine. She's uh, she's just a classy car. She's just a classy car. So that's probably the highlight of my week. And she's she's pretty loud too because she has no muffler. So. That is correct. Yes. Yeah, sounds like a freaking Mustang just driving down the street. Sounds like my ex-wife, dude. Wow, I didn't know you were married to a car. That's dope. Okay, but it was a guy. Um, his name was Chase. No, that's actually a real thing. There was a dude who married a car named Chase, <laughs> and he was really into its engine. And when I say into its engine, I mean like. Literally, I'll have to send you a video later. All right. <laughs> no, it's just real. It was like a weird my strange addiction thing. It was this guy who was in love with his car, and he was like washing the car, and he's like talking to his dad, and he's like, "Dad, um, I have to tell you, I am uh, physically attracted to my car," and he's like washing it with his dad, and his dad's like. So uh, is this uh, turning you on right now? And he's just like, uh, yeah, very much so, very much so. <laughs> so yeah, cool car story, dude. Yeah, thanks. Hope I didn't ruin it for you. No, I mean, uh, I mean, I'm attracted to her, but I'm not that attracted. Oh, okay, I gotcha. Yeah. What about you, Dallas? Does she have a name yet? Yeah. What's her name? Her name's Rexy. Oh, Rexy. Yeah. Rexy from Rexburg. Uh-huh. Mm. Gotcha. Um, well, I finally fixed my window on my car. That's um, right. Kind of. It's not really fixed. It's not really fixed. But what would happen is, like, the window would just keep sliding down, and, like, anybody could get in and break in and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I just had to – just car lingo. I just had to, like, fix it. So it was pretty. That was pretty much the highlight of my week. I it was a pretty boring week. Um, not much else happened. What about you? Um, you have the exciting life. My dog died. <sighs> Snuggie. Yeah, dude. You need the name. Of course, I know the name. Yeah, he was seventeen years old. My oh. sister Whitney. Well, he wasn't quite seventeen. He was almost seventeen. My sister Whitney is like never lived in a house. Except for, like, the first year she was a baby without him. So it was, like, crazy when we realized, like, how long he's actually been part of our household. So even just this week has been weird, like, not hearing him, like, go up and down the stairs or having him pee on the floor, which is kind of a relief, That's honestly. So um, what was, um, was there a funeral for him? Uh, Not really. We just kind of, when my sister and mom were gone, we just buried him in the backyard. And then we were like, ah, crap. Because we kept, like, we wanted to uh, bury him with this this stuffed animal, but we totally forgot about it. (laughs) I feel really bad now. So now he's just wrapped up in his Disney princess blanket in the backyard. 
Poor guy. And now he's in doggy he's heaven. He's in dog heaven. So. Have you ever seen that movie, All Dogs Go to Heaven? Oh, I yeah. really hope it's Absolutely. not like that. I hate that movie. That's one of the worst. <laughs> one of the worst. Um, other than that, though, my week's been pretty quiet. Um, I've been... I'll, I'll talk about it a little more later. I've been working on a little little project. Um, and I think I it's starting to get into the phases where it'll start to progress much faster at this point, but it's been a bit of a slow process. But there's been something big that happened this week. What? I'm going to try to uh, say this in the manliest way possible. The Sounded like uh, Dory from Finding Nemo <laughs> talking to the whales. Well, I did. Yeah, the Super Bowl happened though, and it. you didn't even watch I it. I don't care about sports. Period. Yeah, the only Gosh. thing I care about in football is Brett Favre doing his commercials for uh, Wranglers. He wasn't even in any of the commercials this year. Dang, dude! There were no good commercials this year. They're all like politically. Um, motivated, and so it's just really sad and depressing. I think I did. Did see, you see I, any that you liked, Brayton? You know, I, I really didn't like the commercials either. I, I mean, I saw one commercial that I kind of thought was funny. Um, probably the Skittles commercial, but <laughs> it wasn't even that funny. Could you? Ex- it was just random. Could you describe the Skittles commercial to me? Yeah. So there's this boy, and he's throwing Skittles at his presumably girlfriend's window calling her name out and he keeps throwing the skittles but what he doesn't realize is inside the window his girlfriend she keeps eating them and then his mom and then his dad and then his grandma and then some guy that's robbing the place and then the police officer and then a beaver and like that's the commercial wait you mean they they ate the skittles yeah, they they were they were catching the skittles in their mouths. Oh, so they yeah they caught them in their mouths. Like one person caught them, and then he moved to the left, and then the next person came. So like the bur- 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 the burglar caught one, and they moved to the left, and then the police officer moved over. Oh, and I see one. what you're saying. Okay, yeah. But if that was the funniest commercial of the Super Bowl, that's a pretty lame Super Bowl. Yeah, it was pretty bad. It was pretty. Who bad were you? Who were you rooting for, by the way? I was rooting for the Falcons. I don't know, Brayden, who are you rooting for? I'm not going to lie. I wanted to see Tom Brady get another Super Bowl ring. So I was kind of rooting for the Falcons, but at the same time, I really wanted Tom Brady to get his ring. Have you heard anything about the game at all? Connor? Oh, me? Uh, yeah. Like, did you hear anything about it, remem- like how it this played out? This is literally what I remember. A bunch of really cocky people talking about how the Falcons were going to win at halftime uh-huh. and how the Patriots were never going to come back. And then a bunch of really like passive-aggressive Facebook posts about how much they hate the Patriots and how that it was impossible that they came back and that he deflated the balls again or whatever the heck. That's, that's, <laughs> that's really my only uh, exposure to the Super Bowl. Yeah, well, the Falcons should have won the game. It, the Patriots, there was a blowout. It was a blowout until the third quarter, until fourth quarter. Um, and really why the Patriots won is just because the Falcons just started sucking it up, making bad play after bad play. Um, there was one time where they got like four holding calls on their defense, which brought the uh, which brought the Patriots up like 20, 30 yards. And so a lot of it was just the Falcons' fault. Um the Patriots shouldn't have won the game. That's all I gotta say. And did you see? There's a there's a hashtag going around now called. You remember how like Donald Trump? Everybody's like, not my president. I think I heard about this. Well, yeah. There's a there's a hashtag going around called not my Super Bowl champs. Now here's so my it's question. It's pretty heated. Is it is it really just a joke, or were there people who were actually serious about this hashtag? I think most people were taking it as okay. a joke. I saw like mixed yeah. reactions. I'm like, that doesn't seem like a like some of the some of the messages didn't seem like jokes, but some of them did. Mm-hmm. So I feel like some people were truly confused. You know, I, I've known people that 
Well, I, I knew this one guy. He he literally cried when the Patriots lost the Super Bowl one year. So I can imagine, you know, him being that type of person to, um, you know, be serious about it. So I got gotcha. they're out there. I gotcha. Yeah, there's, there's a, always there's those a people. There are, there are. There's a theory going around that I hear at work a lot um, about this game that the game was chosen who was going to win before the game even it's began. It's like WWE. Like WWE. He's a big oh, WWE I, fan. I got something to say after this. Okay. And, and so basically the theory is that the Patriots were, just, were supposed to win and the Falcons were like having to play bad towards the end just so that the Patriots could win, make this awesome comeback, yada, yada, yada. So that's the theory, but I don't know if it's true or not. I don't believe it. We'll see. I've, I've, Time will tell. I've got to say, I've never been into sports, period. Um, so that's always been a problem for me. But, but this week, this week, this week, I had a weird, really weird day where I decided for literally next to no reason that I was just going to watch the Royal Rumble. And I watched the entire Royal Rumble for 2016 and 2017 just because. Because I've had friends who've been really into wrestling. They keep telling me i got to watch it. So I watched it, and I was thir- I thoroughly enjoyed it. I was like, I can understand why people get into this. It's just a men's soap opera. That's really all it is. And there's so much passion behind it. Have you ever watched? Do you yeah. watch wrestling, Dallas? Um, I I usually try to watch like real sports, um, that aren't rigged. <laughs> but apparently football's rigged too. So, um, dude, I need to start watching wrestling. Vince yeah. McMahon, he's he's making deals with the NFL now. Really? Apparently, must be. It was really cool though. Like I thought it was enjoyable. So maybe if I actually watched real sports, I'd feel that same way too. It's just one of those weird things that happened, dude. Man, that's good. I'm so proud of you. But both of those things, no, even if you are acting, um, it can get dangerous, right? Playing football, oh, yeah. tackling your friends. And so we kind of thought it would be fun if today we talked about some of the dangers that are out there and some of the stupid things we've done to raise awareness um, to kids who, who might be saying to themselves right now that they want to be the next Tom Brady. Well, face it, kid, it's not going to happen. It's seriously like a one in a million chance that that'll ever happen to you. So there's all sorts of other stupid, dangerous things you could do, though, that we advise you to maybe try out sometime. And today we're going to talk about the top five most dangerous things that we as individuals have ever participated in and or done ourselves. Yes, and I just want to throw in a plug real quick for Lady Gaga's Super oh, Bowl I'm sorry. performance. Go for it. No, it, this this relates to the dangers of performance and enhancement drugs and all those things, okay? Um, she jumped off the top of the freaking stadium in Houston, Texas during her performance. And when she jumped, I thought she fell to her death. That happened to a... Did you see this? That happened to a WWE wrestler. I watched a video about it this week. Well, this is real, though. No, this guy actually died, too. I know, I know, but this is... um, (laughs) Go ahead. She didn't die, okay? That's what I'm trying to say. (laughs) She didn't die like the rest of Well, that's cool. She did it the right way, then. She jumped off and then did, like, acrobatic twirls in midair, and it was amazing. But I could never do that. I'm scared of heights. So she um, like she like how did she land? Did she like slam on her like her knees or like she land on her feet or what? She landed on her feet, but it, like she was like let down slowly. Though. Oh, she had yeah, a it wasn't rope like, or something. Yeah, it wasn't like she was going down with the full force of gravity. Oh, okay. She she was attached to two ropes. But you did think will, she was. Oh yeah, I, I'll say I was I was there at the time, and Dallas looked quite frightened after she jumped. Um, but you know, he he soon realized she was still attached to a rope. <laughs> the question it's, is, it's very easy to frighten me. Would you ever do anything like that, Dallas? Even if no, absolutely no. not. 
So the Brayton probably would, but I would. That might give us some context into what what kind of dangers you've surrounded yourself with. That is true. So, do you just want me to list my top ten or my top five? Well, let's talk. Yeah, let's uh, talk about talk them about each them? individually. Okay. So one of one of the dangerous things I've ever done is sailing. Um, and sailing in general is not dangerous, you know, if you do it right. But this was my first time ever sailing before, um, and we were just on this little little tiny boat, me and and another another uh, scout, and we were we were going out, we're sailing. All of a sudden, our boat starts tipping to the left, and I'm I'm on it, I'm holding on, he's holding on. All of a sudden, it tips and it flips over underwater, and we're stuck underwater, mm. and we're under there. And then so like I have to like pop up into like the little crevice of the boat where there's air and just like that and then scene he was in, like uh, stuck pirates of the caribbean yes exactly and he was stuck and i had to save his life otherwise he would have died and i would have died and that was probably one of the, the most dangerous things i've ever done dang dude that is dangerous yeah. but you saved his life I, dude i saved his life i had no experience sailing at all though like that was my first time ever and he didn't either so that was probably stupid of us so wait what for doing was, that. so it was like a full-on sailboat it wasn't like a full-on sailboat. it was like a tiny was it like a miniature one? it wasn't a canoe no okay it was not a canoe gotcha well that's I don't cool think canoes have sails on them what about brayton what's your first we're gonna go one 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 so we'll keep going in this order where one person will say their first one, next person will say their first one, and the next person will say their first one, and then we'll move to two. How's that work? Sure, go for it. Okay, Brayton, you can – I'm interested to hear about this one. <laughs> All right, uh, well, I'll, I'll start off with the um, one of the most dangerous but not so dangerous things I've ever done. Um, I, I like to go outdoors and everything, um, but, you know – Sometimes being outdoors can be dangerous, and uh, we decided to go off trail one time here in the mountains of uh, Utah, and uh, I didn't realize it, but uh, apparently in, in October there's still you know rattlesnakes and everything. But uh, I was hiking up this uh, side of a cliff, and uh, there ended up being a rattlesnake right next to Ooh. my face, actually, and. Uh, I didn't realize it at first until I was, you know, so close. We were basically meeting, you know, eye to eye. Um, but, you know, I'm kind of a competitive person, and I don't like to be stopped by anything, especially snakes. And so I just slowly kind of climbed around it, you know, trying not to bother it so it wouldn't react and, and bite me. And... uh uh, probably, honestly, the most dangerous part about that is I kind of forgot to tell the guy behind me about the rattlesnake. <laughs> oh, no. Until he was uh, pretty close. Um, but, uh, you know, we, we got up to the top. Everything was okay. It was, you know, a good adrenaline rush. Um, but uh, <laughs> So it was a good yeah. adrenaline rush in the end. Yeah, 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 definitely. Sounds like he was a pretty nice guy, the snake. Yeah, I mean, he was chill. He's, you know... Dang, dude. He was chill. <laughs> I feel... I, 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 I was thinking about talking about one of those stories, but it didn't actually happen to me. It happened to my friend. But it was in the middle of winter, and he stepped right on top of a rattlesnake. But it didn't do anything because it was winter, so it didn't have the reaction speed or time or what it would have in the in the summertime. So we got lucky there. Uh, for me personally, though, uh, one of the dumbest things I've ever done happened when I must have been – I have no memory of this, by the way. This happened when I was like two years old, and um, I must have come up with the great idea. Uh, we used to live at my grandparents' house, and they have a deck, and it's a, pr- it's a pretty high deck. It's on – so the, their house is like on a hill, and then the house kind of it, – it meets the – the ground I guess but at the same time it has this really high raised deck and um, one day I decided that I was going to dive into the kiddie pool which was like five inches of water I was two years old and so I apparently climbed on the very edge of the deck and my little sisters just start screaming sorry not my little sister my older sisters he's gonna jump he's gonna jump and sure enough, my mom and dad are downstairs 
where they can't get to me. So my mom and dad start running up the stairs. My mom falls down while she's running up the stairs. My dad just steps on her and just keeps booking it to try and get me. And then before I know it, my uncle Chris, who lived with us at the time, swooped in from his room and was like, oh, no, you don't, buddy, and, like, grabbed me and put me down. So that was that was one of my near-death experiences. But I have more, I promise. I believe you. That sounds pretty dangerous to me. But I didn't get to show off my moves, so who knows? I could have made it. They just didn't have trust in me or faith in me yeah. in performing my, yeah. my magnificent stunt. Sure. Number two. All right, do you want me to... Do you want me to share my number two? Yeah, dude. Oh, gosh. Okay. This one's this one's really near and dear to my heart. Um, because of the many welts and scars that I received from it. This sounds solemn. It, it is very solemn. Um, sixth grade... 2008 or 7 one of the two there was a thing called pencil slingshots do you know what those are I'm going to take a wild guess and say it's a slingshot with a pencil yes you would take a mechanical pencil and you would reconfigure the spring and you would attach a rubber band to it and all this stuff and basically what you would have is you would you would make this slingshot from this pencil, mechanical pencil, and you can load inside the mechanical pencil like um, staples, paper clips, um, spitballs, whatever. And so what we would do is we would do we load paper clips in there, and we would shoot them at each other or shoot them at like the teacher or something. Um, we wouldn't do it that often, obviously, otherwise they would catch on. But we would sometimes do it, and sometimes we do it so hard at each other that like it would stick in our skin and it would hurt but then you just pull it out and then you're fine so it's kind of so like paintball stuck in your skin yeah holy cow dude. yeah but not in like a painful way though it was just kind of like a like a shot way <laughs> it um, sounds painful so that was that was probably one of the most dangerous things i've done just because of the emotional effect it has had on me afterwards. The emotional toll. Yeah. Dark times. Sixth grade is a bad time for any kid. That's I for sure. I don't know one kid who enjoyed sixth grade. I did. <laughs> okay, whatever you say, dude. <laughs> All right, Brayton, you're up. All right, well, um, I don't know if my second one is quite as uh, terrifying as... Uh, pencil slingshots but uh, this one time um, me and a buddy were driving down uh, to this campsite in Missouri and uh, Missouri right <laughs> and uh, we were we were late so we were going pretty fast like I don't know maybe 30 40 miles an hour over the speed limit um, but it was a pretty bumpy road uh, what we didn't realize was it was it was pretty hilly too and we came up on this this hill that we thought you know would would be okay to go over but it turns out it had quite the drop on the other end of it and uh, we were going too fast so we actually we actually caught some air um, and right on the other side was a turn and so we weren't able to turn because when we turned the wheel we were in the air and my my buddy couldn't actually turn so when we landed the wheels were already turned and we landed on uh, into oncoming traffic. Um, luckily, we were able to to swerve uh, to the other side before we got hit by anything. But uh, we slowed down a little bit after that because nobody likes to um, catch air in a car. That's for sure. You're right. That's not nearly as dangerous as pencil slingshots. <laughs> but has the potential to be dangerous. It has the potential. It has the potential. Has the potential. No, I'm just kidding, dude. That's, I'd be dead. I wouldn't have the reaction time to, re to respond. You so yeah, wait, was it you driving or your friend? Driving. No, I, I wasn't driving. It was my friend. So I was the one screaming, in the seat next. I to would him. never hang out with him again. I would disown <laughs> him as a friend. 
All right, your turn, Connor. Um, okay, I've got a good one. Um, and I'm not even looking at it right now. Oh, that's right. All right. If you ever meet a kid, you can – I don't care if he hears this. You can look him up right now. I'm pretty sure he has some sort of Tumblr or something account. If you ever meet Kennedy Kruger, you can tell him Connor Orr isn't scared of him anymore. Kennedy Kruger. So back in high school, I was really into movie making. I would make videos all the time. I still do from time to time. Um, but that was kind of like my, my heyday back in like 10th grade. Anyhow, he and his friends started this YouTube channel. Um, and the thing is, I'd been making videos for so long that kids kind of knew my videos or whatever. But these kids were so much more popular. And when they started making videos, they got really cool. And so I was kind of – I thought I was kind of jealous of them at the time. But at the same time, I'm like, well, what could I do to make the best of a situation like this? So I talked to the main guy. So there were two of them. There was Mecky and there was Kennedy. And so I talked to Mecky and I'm like, hey, Mecky, wouldn't it be funny if we did like a fake rival channel? Kind of like WWE, I guess. And we're, we're like where we like try to make like – you know, videos that are, you know, supposed to be making fun of yours or we act like we actually hate you, but we don't actually. And he's just like, oh, yeah, that would be funny. That would be cool. So we start making it. We put up the video and I go to school and Kennedy comes through and he's like, oh, yeah, funny video, dude. And I'm just like, oh, thanks. Anyhow, long story short, a few weeks later, somehow he like did a complete 180 on things and all of a sudden thought we actually hated him and he hated us and he thought that we were doing it for attention which is actually true <laughs> so we had this big facebook war dude we were calling each other everything in the book and i to the point where we actually hated each other and so i just stopped i was like you know what i don't need the views i already have more subscribers than you on youtube because that's all it was about dude and um, so he got really mad at me and he told me he was going to kick the crap out of me. And I said, quote, unquote, okay. <laughs> so I go to school and I didn't even care. I was ready for him to walk up to my locker and just deck me. And I just didn't care. And so I just kept walking around and nothing ever happened. And then one day I walked to school and I was waiting for play practice and I can't get into the school door because I was – I had like switched schools or something. Anyhow, I couldn't get in. And so I had to wait for somebody to open the door. And lo and behold, who opens the door? None other than Kennedy Kruger. And we kind of stare at each other for a while like what is the other going to do? And then I just walked away and I never saw him again. But I had the potential to have had the crap kicked out of me because I put on the persona that I didn't care, even though I was, even though I was actually scared out of my wits. Wow, I'm scared right now just thinking about Kennedy Kruger. I'm still here. I'm ready for you. If you're listening to this podcast, come and find me. You can email me at constantcompodcast at gmail dot com. I'll give you the details. I haven't gained I'll a pound since up. high school. Come at me. I got your back, bro. Dallas is here, too. He can't take both of us on. <laughs> Dallas, what right, was I'll, yours? I'll... Um, This one is pretty intense and pretty near to our hearts. Um, this happened back in 2001? 2000-ish, okay? Mm -hmm. Maybe it's 2004. It's probably 2004. Um, we were at a, a George Bush rally when he was running for president. And there was a guy there. He had a very disgraceful um, sign talking about Bush. And if you know us and our family, like we're big Bush supporters, my mom would say, oh, I would take a bullet for him. Um, That's pretty committed. She she saw the sign, and she went over to him with me. And I was like a little five year old kid. I, mean, no, I was probably nine then. Um, and she ripped the the sign out of his hands, and she gave it to me, and I ran away with it, and I threw it away. Oh my gosh. And all of a sudden, like Secret Service people come everywhere because it started to get like a scuffle going on. <laughs> 
and they break us all up and they they like interview us. Did they really? And oh yeah, they interviewed us all because they were like, "There's they thought some conspiracy was happening or something." And <laughs> I think that's probably the most dangerous thing that me and my Your mom, mom got actually into. just ripped the sign out of their hands. Oh yeah, that's hilarious, oh, yeah. big time. Yeah, you don't mess with you don't mess with W's. <laughs> that's what we call them. So she's quite serious when she says she would take a bullet for him. Oh yeah, she she would do it. She uh, should have been hired as Secret bushes. Service. Both bushes. Well, yeah, still. That's they were probably testing her. That's why they interviewed her because they're like, you probably you told took that sign out of their hands. You, I bet you're willing to take a bullet for Bush, and they're probably trying to see if she was worthy to be a Secret Service member. Do you think she is one? I think she is, but she quit when Obama went into office. <laughs> That's why she had so much more free time then. Yeah. Okay. That makes Dude, sense. I'm glad we discovered that mystery. Thank you. Brayton, you're up. All right. Um, so, uh, uh, well, probably about six months ago, I took a trip to Iceland um, with a the same friend actually that I almost got killed in that car with bad idea funny enough yep anyways uh we got there and we soon realized we were ill prepared we didn't really have any I had a jacket like a waterproof jacket but nothing else and it was raining constantly anyways uh we we hiked the whole way and so we we got to the first trail and we were heading up uh into the highlands of Iceland um so we had expected it to be like 50, 50 degrees because it was summer, you know, in Iceland, and it's about 50, 60 degrees. Um, we didn't realize in the highlands, you know, it gets pretty cold. Um, it gets really cold. There's actually, like, snow there year-round. Um, and uh, it was raining, and the wind was, like, probably, like, 45 miles an hour. Anyways, uh, it got to the point where we were just soaked, and uh, we were just so tired I literally didn't really want to keep going, and I thought to myself, you know, I'm pretty sure I could die here. The only time I've ever thought that in my entire life. Wow. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, we actually saw this sign of this guy. He's like, some some guy had died a few years back, but uh, it ended up happening sometime in uh, in June. You died? Which is, no, 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 <laughs> I didn't die. Some other guy died. Yeah, in, in June, and... And so we, we kind of freaked out once we saw that because we're like, oh, man, he died in the summer in a blizzard, you know? So it's like, psh, this is like late summer. We could, like, totally die here. But, uh, That's so sad. no, I still, I'm still alive, so it worked out. My question is that picture, okay, not the one that Dallas just sent. The one before, was that you in Iceland with the snow beard? Uh, no, that was a little more recently in, um, Kansas, but... Oh, you could probably die there, too. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, it's a pretty dangerous place, but you could, you could definitely see pictures on my Facebook if, um, if anyone's interested. I want to look. I'll have to check it out. All right, here's mine. I put myself in danger. Me and my friends thought it would be a good idea to go downtown. We were in North Carolina. Um, we were sta- We were on there for vacation. And uh, me and my friends thought it would be a good idea to go to the ice cream store. Or maybe it was a candy store. I think it was both. Um, and I go into the bathroom and I see the most hilarious song. Or song. Sign. Forgive me. Sign that I've seen in my entire life. And I know there's a bunch of commercials for it now, but uh, have you seen the commercials for poopery? It's like that spray for like the bathroom. It's like oh yeah, we had that on the mission too. Yeah, so Um, for whatever reason, I thought the sign was just funny, just because it said poopery, and I thought it was so funny that I came out and I told my friends about it. It was like a little cardboard sign they just had laying in on the back of the toilet. Tell my friend Nathaniel, dude. We need that sign. So he goes in there, and he decides he's going to actually take this sign from a store. So he, like, folds it up and, like, wraps it and puts it inside his pants and just, like, walks outside the store with it. And then, like, ha- like 
a few minutes later, we're just like, dude, we just stole a sign. And we're like, oh, shoot. We're like, this is bad. We actually stole. And we're just like, oh, shoot. So we start like trying to figure out what's going to go on. My friend, my friend Logan thinks we're all going to hell, that he can't repent about it. Um, like they were actually having a full crisis mode. I'm not even joking. So we are like, okay, we got to come up with an idea. We got to return the sign. We're like, but we damaged it. We're like, okay. Um, so we took a, a, we went and got a Sharpie and we wrote the entire story of what happened with the sign on the back of the sign, pleading for forgiveness from the owners of the store. And then we're like, uh, what do we do? We're like, let's attach $5 to cover for damages. <laughs> so we tape $5 to the back of it. And then I'm like, going. so I go back into the bathroom with the stupid cardboard sign. And we sit there and we're about to like, I'm about to put it back on top of the toilet. And then all of a sudden I hear on the back of my, on the bathroom door. And I'm like, oh crap. I don't know why I freaked out. So I just like threw the sign in the corner of the bathroom and I unlocked the door and it's like a mom and a little girl because it was like one of those like both people can use the bathroom and I just like run out. And so we freaked out for like weeks that we were like going to get arrested because we stole this stupid cardboard sign. And then like a year later we went back to that place and we went in there and sure enough they had a new poopery sign. Oh my god. I could have been shot. You could have been. We wouldn't have had you anymore if you had been shot. That would have been so sad. You're up, Dallas. Number four. <laughs> We're getting to the juicy ones now. Um, I'm going to just you do this one right now. It's not really a juicy one, actually. Okay. It's kind of pretty bland. But it's probably the most dangerous thing, the most scared I've ever been in my entire life, um, was when we went rappelling um, for Boy Scouts. They had us tied to a tree, and we have to slowly walk over this cliff. And I felt like I was just going to fall and die. But as I started going, all of a sudden I felt myself start slipping from the rope. And all of a sudden I start going down really fast. And I'm, like, right before I hit the ground, I'm able to, like, pull the rope that's behind my back and, like, break myself before I die. And... I survive. You survive. That's the story. Dang, dude, that's crazy. All right, Brayton. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, sorry, no, we're you're just good. having a bit of uh, technical difficulties, but um, yeah. So um, we're we're getting to that point where uh, the the dangerous stunts are of my own accord and not of someone else's but um, it's a trend yeah we uh me and that uh that same friend <laughs> uh, I seem to get in trouble with a lot we um were hanging out with my older brother my older brother's kind of a he's kind of a pyromaniac anyway so we wanted to blow some some crap up you know cause that's what you do when you're in high school is you blow stuff up mm-hmm. and um we decided to to get some uh, black powder because in Kansas you can just walk into the store and just pick up black powder any anywhere you want. Anyways, uh, we filled uh, you know those little palmate palmade sort of like it's like gel in there, but it's like mm-hmm. a I don't, you know what I'm talking about, mm-hmm. like a container. Anyways, we got one of those, an empty one, and we just pumped it full of black powder. And just put tons of black powder in it. Then we put a fuse in it. And then we decided that we were going to make it like a directional bomb sort of a thing. And so we we taped it up and we made it really thick on one side and not so thick on the other side. Because we wanted to make a big hole in the ground, right? Right. And so, you know, we take this this sort of landmine that we've just created and... Um, on our way to blow it up, we actually, you know, passed by some cops, and it was pretty sketchy, but it was all good. Anyways, we we get there, and we set the bomb down, you know, in this grassy field, and we go to light it, and we accidentally light the fuse closer. Uh, instead of on the end, we light it closer, and so we only had, like, like three seconds to get away from it, and, uh... Yeah, we almost blew up our faces. It was pretty Whoa. crazy. 
probably shot like, I don't know, like 12 or 15 feet into the air and made like a huge hole in the ground. But uh, yeah, it was pretty insane. That is pretty insane. And this is the same guy you said? Yeah, the same guy. Funny enough. Funny enough. Yeah. Mine... I, I I did something like that once, but I don't think it's quite as dangerous as this other thing that I've decided to pick over. Um, it's one time. It's it's. I think the next, the last two stories I have are mission stories. Um, so we used to visit this guy in Mesa, that we nicknamed Crazy Jerry, and Crazy Jerry truly was crazy. He had all sorts of mental pills and things he took. He was a member, but we would visit him just to make sure he didn't go ballistic. Um, because he was always having his car stolen or he was getting mad at people in the apartment complex or he was getting kicked out. Anyhow, the thing about Jerry is he was in his, I don't know, 60s. He could barely talk. His teeth were all rotted away. Poor guy. But he always wanted to play darts, and he never wore a shirt for some reason. And we decided that we were going to go and visit him, and we were taking out some non-members with us. They were investigators, but they wanted to be missionaries. And they were like, can we go out with you sometime? We're like, sure. And then their parents were like, but they can only go around the apartment complex. And we're like, oh, crap. I don't think I want to take them to any of these places. So we thought Jerry, even though he was kind of crazy, he seemed harmless. So we're like, we'll just do a short little lesson with him. And so we go in there, and... He decides that he is going to put on a show for us. And we're like, what do you mean? He turns on Linkin Park full blast. And he starts singing. Um, I got so da, 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 da. And so he's dancing and stuff. And then he starts like, sh- then he's like, hey, guys, let's play some darts. And I'm just like, dude, what have you been drinking? And so we're like, all right, fine, we'll play darts. So we start playing darts. But he's, like, putting on all this, like, you, you know, really hardcore heavy metal music. So he's, like, dancing around, throwing darts. And he's not paying attention. I throw a dart. I hit I hit Crazy Jerry in the throat because it bounces off the board. It comes by, hits his throat. He starts bleeding from the throat. I start freaking out. And Jerry's just like, no, 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 no. It's good. It's good. It's good. And I'm like, no, dude, Jerry, don't do it. And then he's like, I'll show you. I'll show you. And he goes and he has to prove his manliness to us for some reason to show that he's okay. He starts doing like pull-ups. And every time he does like a pull-up, you see a little more blood just kind of like run down his throat. And I'm like, dude, no, stop doing it. Stop doing it. And then the kids we were with, they're like, this guy's freaking us out. We are getting out of here. And we're like, okay, whatever, fine. And then Jerry took me into this back room. He's like, look, I know that those kids think that I'm crazy. He's like, I know you guys probably don't want to visit me. He's like, but I hope you always remember me by this. And he grabs my hand. I'm like, what is he doing? And he, like, puts something in my hand. I open it up, and it's this little, like, Jesus on a cross. It's, like, a really, like, violent depiction of his crucifixion. And I'm just like, oh, thanks. And he's like, I hope you remember me by this. With his shirt off and his throat you know oozing blood and i'm just like all right dude and we left and it was it was kind of freaky but whatever he was just a weird dude wow i almost killed jerry intense yeah jerry's such a fitting name for him you should have met him yeah and he was always singing like he was lip-syncing lincoln park the whole time yeah wait where was he from I think he was from Mesa. We were in Mesa. Because uh, that totally sounds like a West Virginia sort of Oh, he thing totally was. He totally was. Okay. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> All right, Dallas, last one. All right. Real quick. Um, we'll knock these out. I'll, I'll be, I'll be kind of quick. This is, this is probably one of the most dangerous things I've ever done. Um, and it includes my mom. If you remember my mom, she's very spunky, um, out there, mm-hmm. fun lady, okay? Well, me and her had the opportunity to go to New York together, okay? And she, um, she can get distracted very easily. And in New York, it's not, it's not good to get distracted very easily because of the amount of people there, um, scam artists, crazy drivers worse than utah drivers that's impossible Um, it's not 
Well, actually, they're good. They're they're actually good at being crazy. <laughs> Here, they're just bad. Okay, but there were many multiple times where my mom almost died because she walked in the street as there's like 200 cars just going by, and she's not even looking. She's looking up at the sky, at the buildings, <laughs> and all these cars are like slamming on their brakes, honking at her, all that good stuff. So I've had, I had on about 20 different occasions, had to pull her out of the street as a car was coming by or yell at her to stop. Um, there was one time around the Statue of Liberty, uh, and that's that's pretty scary as it is because you're so high up and you're looking down. There's mm-hmm. not much protecting you. She um, she reaches over the edge and almost falls, and I had to pull her back. You saved your mom, dude. I saved my mom. But this is all... and Okay, here's, here's another thing real quick. As a baby, she held me over Niagara Falls. <laughs> she held me over like I was some kind of Simba or something. It's like and Michael Jackson holding Blanket over that balcony. Exactly. Who does that? Who thinks that's all right? Good parents. But we dude. love her. Good parents. We love her, though. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that in a sarcastic way, either. Sounded pretty sarcastic. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean it that way. And that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. That was dangerous. All right, Brayton, you're up. All right, so uh, here's the last one, but um, uh, funny enough, it's actually with that same friend. <laughs> Anyways, we uh, we were driving to go blow up some more bombs, and. Uh, this is kind of a mixture of everything. We were going really fast on this dirt road, um, and uh, we were actually in the car that I I just you know recently got. It's my friend's car, anyways. Um, but we were going really fast, and we had I think uh, two kegs of black powder in the back, dang, and probably like two hundred dollars worth of fireworks. Um, but we started fishtailing, and. Uh, we couldn't control the car because we were going too fast, and we were fishtailing right into this big—I I don't know what they call it—a a flock of trees. A flock of uh, trees. A grove, I suppose. Um, Is it sacred? It, no, but there were lots of trees, and we're sliding right into this, probably going 50, 60 miles an hour. And so my friend, he just takes the steering wheel and he just rips it. And we do, like, a complete 180 on this little tiny dirt road. And then we stop facing the opposite way. We both just kind of look at each other. We're like, whoa, that was crazy. Because, like, we could have hit that tree. And exploded. And we would have caught on fire and then exploded. That would have been yeah. a great way to go, though. You know, I've thought about ways to go. And that would be, like, probably, like, in the top three ways it to could go. be insanely painful but it would be worth it because like people would be like oh yeah that guy yeah he died and then people would be like well how'd he die well he blew up in a car full of fireworks and black powder <laughs> that, i guess that is what they'd say speaking of which this brings two of these last things together i mentioned michael jackson and we're talking about cars i have learned that if you talk about Michael Jackson in a car without knowing you're talking about Michael Jackson, without realizing that you're consciously doing it, you will be in a car accident. It has happened to me on a number of occasions. Every car accident, as of late, I have been in, I have been talking about Michael Jackson in the car. Um, how, many, how many car accidents have you been in lately? A few been in about five over the past couple years but the point is michael jackson for whatever reason is ghost haunts my family and i'm always in the car when it happens but the thing is you can counter it if you realize that you are talking about michael jackson in the car and you say oh crap we're talking about michael jackson so we're like what is the opposite of a black man who turned himself white who's kind of gay and we're just like I guess it would have to be a really manly Asian man. And we're like, who's a really manly Asian? And we're just like, Jet Li. And we're like, okay. 
So anytime you're driving around in a car and you talk about Michael Jackson and you consciously realize it, you counteract it by having a discussion about Jet Li. I learned that through very through a number of near fatal car accidents. So so does it have to be Jet Li or could it be like Jackie, Jackie Chan. Chan? It could be Jackie Chan, I guess. Jet Li was just okay. another guy. It could be Donnie Yen. Could be whoever you want it to be. As long okay. as they're the opposite of Michael Jackson, you truly believe in your heart they are. Okay, okay. I'll remember that. Thanks. So, that's the most dangerous things we've been through. You probably know more about us than most people now, whoever's listening to this. However, this isn't the end of the episode. We want to get back to a segment we haven't done in a while. We're talking about Snack Attack. Today, we're talking about Slurpees, am I correct? Yes, that, that would be correct. So, why don't you... I'm not sure... I know Dallas seemed pretty excited to have a discussion about this. So, you and Dallas can kind of handle this part. I, I, I just want to turn over to Brayton because, um, as we were talking beforehand, me and him, I asked him what's his, his skill in life, or what is, what's unique about him, and he, he said Slurpees. And so, I just want him to like take as much time as he needs... Describe to us your perfect Slurpee, whatever, you know, is unique that you do with Slurpees. I don't know. You know, you just take control, lead it wherever you want to go. Okay. Well, um, so I guess I should just start by saying I really, really like Slurpees. Um, And probably, well, the most common Slurpee is probably the 7-Eleven Slurpee. Um, but it, in reality, there are several different types of Slurpee. Um, they kind of come by different names, but in the end, they're really all Slurpees because that's what you do. You slurp them. Um, <laughs> my favorite Slurpees, honestly, um, I really like the ones that come from AMPM. Uh, you don't really see AMPMs here. Uh, they're kind of a West Coast thing. Um, I am familiar with AMPM. Okay, so you know what I'm talking about. They, I think, honestly, they have the best Slurpees because they're thick, um, they're not too airy, and they have good flavors. Mm. Um, that's basically, you know, what you're looking for is you don't want something too airy, otherwise it doesn't last long enough. And, um, you know, there's just so much I can say about Slurpees. I like to mix and match certain ones. I'm not that gross kid that just shoves them all together and makes some brown Thank you. liquid. You know, Thank you. that's gross. Okay, yeah. I'm more of the type of person to mix things like, you know, a Mountain Dew Slurpee with, I don't know, blue raspberry, cherry, you know, that sort of thing. Or maybe you get like a lemonade one and you mix that with strawberry or green apple. I mean. You know, there's so many different things. Classy choices. Um, yeah, I've I've actually been a big fan of Slurpees since I was probably like 10. That's really that's when I really started getting into Slurpees. Um, and at first, I actually had a really hard time uh, metabolizing them. Uh, my body just kind of rejected the sugar in a very harsh and drastic way. But uh, eventually, because I would eat them all the time, um, slurp them all the time. <laughs> I was able to get over that problem, and now my body is able to metabolize it um, a lot, a lot better, and a lot safer. This is so inspiring. I'm, I'm not sick. Yeah. I mean, no. I've heard some stories about heart disease and breast cancer and every kind of other uh, illness or disease, but nothing's inspired me like this overcoming of of the problems of Slurpees. Yeah, and, and a lot of people say it's the sugar, and, you know, they might be right, but um, I don't have diabetes, so I honestly think, you know, um, after a while, your body just kind of gets used to that amount of sugar, and it uh, um, just fixed it right up, and, you know, ever since then, I've been a lot happier. Um, I probably go to get Slurpees uh, just about every day, mm. um, more often than not, probably like 12 o'clock at night, or maybe later just because that's the best time to get a slurpee that is so would you consider consider yourself a slurpee connoisseur 
yes, I would consider myself a Slurpee connoisseur. I, I probably know more about Slurpees than a, a lot of people. I would say so. Yeah, I mean, there's there's just so many different things about them. A, a lot of people are just like, hey, yeah, Slurpees, yeah, I like them. But they just don't understand them. They don't They don't recognize how truly you know, amazing and magnificent. They don't understand and, the craft. Um, they don't understand the art. Yeah. I mean, it truly is a life-changing thing once you realize um, how much work, how much effort, you know, goes into making a Slurpee. Thank you. Could Do you have any favorite, like, do you have one go-to favorite flavor of all time? <sighs> yeah. Um, uh, you know, honestly go-to favorite flavor of all time is just a simple cherry slush you know cherry Mm -hmm. cherry slurpee um just kind of a regular guy um but i honestly think the cherry is just the most original and i i like the color i like the flavor and i just like how they all mix together perfect do you have anything to add dallas I love Slurpees too. That was a very deep conversation, or like a very deep um, um, analysis of what a Slurpee is, what it can be. Thank you for that. We appreciate it. That was a great snack attack. Um, real quick, we are going to finish off this episode. Dallas, uh, I know you had some final plugs real quick before we finish it off. Why don't you let the people know a little bit about what you're doing? Um, yeah, I got just like two things to share. One... If you want to have success on Tinder, don't use your real pictures. Put pictures of food um, or pictures of famous people because people are more likely to swipe up for that um, or swipe right depending on what Just make it a Slurpee. Or make it a Slurpee. Slurpee With the polar bear on it. With the polar bear. And then they'll be forced to get to know you first before they actually see what you look like. Um, So that might be for those that are not as physically attractive um, as others are. So that's my plug for Tinder um, or Mutual, whatever the heck you're using. By the way, how's that going with you? Are you having any luck with it? I, I deleted it, dude. I couldn't bear Good. it anymore. Well, you need to get it back um, <laughs> so you can I do, do this. I, I promise you 100% satisfactory guaranteed. <laughs> okay. Um... <laughs> Also, another thing, um, hopefully soon, I'm going to be starting like a family history genealogy um, kind of like YouTube video channel. Um, so that'll be coming out soon. Just kind of like introduce people to family history that haven't um, heard about it before. Also, to get like the young adults into it as well because it is something that's fun um, and can really be a blessing to your life and help you know more about your family. Um as well kind of like where you came from so that's another thing i'm going to be starting soon hopefully um within the next couple weeks but those are the two things i wanted to plug love you all um i've only got one thing i want to plug i am working on an animation we are finally getting back to the animated story times this will be from episode two i believe it is the story of dallas taking down that crip in rochester (laughs) it's pretty good so far (laughs) pretty good um, I'm excited to get it out there again um, and hopefully work on more in the future. Um, so you have that to look forward to. Other than that, I don't know, Brayton, if you had anything you wanted to plug, something you'd seen this week, something you wanted to share? You know, I just want to say uh, thanks for having me on. No problem. Um, I've always wanted to do something like this, so it's a, it's a great privilege and honor. Thanks. <laughs> you are welcome. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening to this week's episode. Of course, you can find us on iTunes. We are also on, is it Stitcher, Dallas? Yeah, Stitcher apps for those that don't have Apple products. Okay. You can download it. Um, And you can subscribe to us. You can also check us out, of course, at Podbean. That's where we host everything. Um, And you can also check us out on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. And if you want to come on the show or if you have any questions, you can always email us at constantcompodcast at gmail.com. Thanks, everybody, for listening to this week's episode. And we will see you all again next week.